Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's show. We are your three bucks. Eric, Teach, and B. What's so, up? So guys. Yes. I was reading something the other day. It said, no mo may. No mo may. No mo may. No mo may. What comes to mind? Um, no more mayo. It sounds, <laughs> like, no more mayo. It sounds like, like an exotic mimosa, like in some from foreign land. No, no mome, you know, the next morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I was actually thinking of the stock market and I'm like, no mome. We, this, this may has been too terrible. We need to get out, but. Oh, see, Eric needs to get outside and touch grass, man. I'm not worried about the stock market, man. Thinking mimosas. Come on, man. It's the weekend. We're not talking about the stock market. That's not what we do here. It is actually just to save bees. So they say, stop stop mowing your lawn for the month of May. So if you were a little lazy and you actually didn't no. mow it for some reason, you got you got an excuse in some cities. No, oh, okay. mow, no mow May. May. No, no mow. Teach's favorite month. Okay. <laughs> yeah, one, right. Remember that one summer you got that notice from the city? I think you're thinking of the wrong guy. I, I you got a I... citation one time or something, I thought. No, oh, yeah, for no mo. Oh yeah. No, I got a citation. It was like no mo for the season. <laughs> and they're like, listen, if you don't cut this grass, we're gonna do it for you. If I get, if I gonna... adhere, if I adhere to that no mo may, I think the city I live in will give me a citation. So I can't do that. I've already mowed a few times. In May. Dude, is this guy? Is this guy dodging the fact man. that he's received a lawn citation? He has a short-term memory, man. Oh my gosh! You know what? He starts mulching. It. He starts mulching like one one day out of the summer a year, and then he just thinks he's like the dude. Well, and listen. Now he doesn't want to mulch anymore. He goes, guys. Did you realize you could, you could spray mulch? Dude, I was I was actually okay. <laughs> he doesn't well, want to mulch anymore. Here's the thing, though. I lay down mulch every year, and then I was re- I was looking somewhere where you could just like spray your mulch with the color, and I'm like. Why have I been putting in so much hard labor if I can just spray it? I'm just pounding on pounds mm. and pounds of mulch every it's, summer. It's like that one like SpongeBob commercial. Don't they like? Isn't it like the patties like brown and gooey, and they just like spray paint the patty <laughs> <laughs> to like a nice beautiful color? <laughs> like, yes, that's probably more than just uh, SpongeBob that does that. You probably see that across the U.S. Farm and- fish <laughs> for one. Farm fish. Hey man, I'm trying Look to get into things it. ready. Look in- well, it is Memorial Day, so I got to get the yard prepared. You know, I'm having people over. Yeah, you're working smarter. You're, you don't want to break your back before Memorial Day <laughs> with lifting mulch. Well, listen, the true test would have been let us come over. That's what I'm doing, by the way. And um, I was hoping that was going to be your answer. I was going to say, what are your plans? But well, I, I just should already know your plans. Which, by the way, I suppose I had an invite on, on Facebook. I had no clue. Sorry about that, bud. I'm, I'm the guy on Facebook that just doesn't accept ever, but might show up <laughs> but you could have done a social experiment let us all show up after you have sprayed it and if nobody says anything you might be onto something man people would be playing cornhole and like their shins and stuff would just be turning black <laughs> so cornhole bag falls on the paint <laughs> everybody starts getting sick like halfway into the party because of fumes <laughs> oh, uh, yeah well, memorial day i was yeah. gonna say you know i was uh shopping uh, this is just a weird anecdote, but I was shopping for uh, buying some some uh, some drinky drinks. I'm looking for Sam Adams beer. It's like my go-to. The uh, freezers that or the fridges that usually have all the beer. Literally, I went in there and it's all of it, shelf after shelf after shelf, freezer after freezer. It's all seltzers now. I was I had to go into like the beer cave, like the room that's like super cold if you're in a t-shirt, and I had to find my Sam Adams in there. 
And uh, it's just crazy. Like I, I know the seltzers are like popular, but I did. It almost feels like it's like oversaturated a little bit because like every brand has one now. And not only do they have one, but they have like spinoffs. Yeah, I feel like the bigger companies are late to that party. And by bigger companies, I mean Bushhauser, Budweiser company that makes all the big domestic beers. Like now it's saturated because they came into the market and they all have their own sort of seltzer and their own spinoff. They were probably waiting to see if it was going to actually take off, you know, when these first few brands started coming out. Yeah, the OGs, the White Claw and the, yeah. and the Vizzies and those, those yeah. ones for me are like, if I have a seltzer, I'm still, I'm still repping those guys. My theory is that maybe a supply chain is poor. So you got Sam Adams is probably now top shelf. <laughs> Did you look up? <laughs> yeah. No, that is, that is, while that is funny, it actually is, there is truth to that because i know a lot of bars and or liquor stores are having a hard time getting corona light bottles oh interesting for whatever reason corona light bottles because huh. uh, of the supply chain issue cinco so. de mayo people just went too wild this year yeah well that could very well be it all right bucks let's jump into the show we have a lot to unwrap let's go this week's impacts on your daily buck Retail earnings woes as Target, Walmart, and Costco drop between 15 and 30% after earnings. High Treasury bonds yield 9.62% right now. Is this a protection against inflation? The NFT space continues to grow as the VCon convention held thousands of people in Minneapolis this weekend. Bank of America surveys showing the highest cash on hand since 2001, with global optimism at record lows dating back to 2008. The Dow was down eight consecutive weeks, while the S&P was down seven weeks. Are we nearing a bottom? This and more and how it affects your daily buck. Hey guys, we're going to talk about a lot of great stocks on today's show. Keep in mind that none of these are buy-sell recommendations. These are for entertainment and educational purposes only. So let's chat a little bit about these treasury bonds. The I-series treasury bonds, the site went down because there's a lot of people that were interested in trying to get high interest. On the topic of bonds, you know, these are the things you, that you get for your, your babies or your, your kids when they're real young and then they cash them in right at the time of college and you hope that they're spending it on education, but they're probably just spending it on like going out to the club. <laughs> yeah, well, let's be real too. Usually they're like $50. <laughs> hey man, once they mature, then a hundred bucks. Yeah, but yeah, I-bonds. I-bonds is the topic today. It's the whole protection of possibly, well, an alternative to protect against inflation. It really, there's just a couple factors that influence them. And because inflation is so high right now, it makes the rate actually higher, the interest rate. Yeah, it's variable. Yes. In general, with these bonds, every six months, you're going to have the interest rate change. Up until October, you have that 9.62%. It could go up or it could go down after October based on really what inflation does. Um, you can put 10,000 into these bonds per year. That's yeah. the max. I was gonna say, and how often do they mature? Do uh, they, are they are they, are they 10 year to 30 It takes year? 10 years to mature. However, if, if you were to invest in it, you can take it out after six months, but you would be, be penalized. Essentially, the last month's interest gained is what they would penalize you on. If you sell it after five years, then you don't get penalized. So you can sell after five, but you can keep it at a max of 10. It's not a bad play, honestly, because if you think about it, like where's your money safe right now? It's like where it's really, the game is about where you can mitigate the most loss, right? Because all of the major indexes are down. And then you have like even your bank savings, if your bank savings is getting like 0.005% and inflation's at 8%, you're still down 7%. 
you know. Yeah, I mean, it just so, depends on how long you think we're going to stay in this right. in this environment. Just given the fact that Eric said that there's a penalty to withdraw, I'd, I'd feel differently about it if I could get it out a little bit sooner. I, I would rather probably just keep my, my money in money. It reduces the risk, right? So people are looking at the market and they're afraid to invest because it's risky right now. We... You know, just on Friday, we entered a bearish trend for the S&P, was it? Yeah. And that was midday, but it came back out by close. We don't know what the market's going to do. Whereas if you can kind of lock in a 9.62%, pretty close to that in a bearish market, you're going to take that. Well, it sounds like a lot of people were uh, flocking to this because as you started it out, you said that the website crashed. And if you've ever been to the Treasury Direct website, which is where you obtain these bonds, uh, it's very old school looking. You can definitely tell it's government. It's just very, very old. <laughs> like 1980s computers. I think they need to get this on the blockchain. It's very, very old. Uh, but And yeah, that's like probably that. why it crashed uh, earlier this month, because a lot of folks flocked to it, because it's a very attractive yield. But isn't it coincidence that you mentioned the blockchain? Because this past weekend, there's the VCon uh, convention for NFTs. In fact, a lot of folks at the time of this recording are probably on their way back home from Minneapolis, but huge draw from what I'm reading online. Even celebrities were there. Wyclef John was there providing some entertainment for the folks. If you're not if you're not familiar with VCon uh, convention, this is Gary V, and he's he's like the I guess what would you call him like <laughs> the father of NFTs. The father, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's yeah, that's, yeah. He's like the father of yeah. NFT. So anyways, a lot of keynote speakers, uh, they talk about a lot of upcoming projects, and it's really a, a big convention where a lot of supporters for NFT can rally uh, behind it, and you, obviously it's picking up a momentum. You can see it when you go into Twitter, Twitter spaces, like it's all the jazz. Yeah, I mean, you look at these NFT projects, and a lot of them are actually doing these meetups, and yeah. then you have the VCon, which allows, it's just another way to facilitate uh, collaboration between a lot of these up and coming NFT projects. So I've seen a lot of posts of people meeting in person for the first time, which is just really cool to see. Yeah, it's bringing the community together. And, and I think the the biggest, in my opinion, benefactor of this gaining momentum is cryptocurrency, because that's probably the, the majority of how people transact and purchase NFTs or trade NFTs to one another is through cryptocurrency. So uh, the more folks that are uh, behind this, the more adoption there is, and the more folks, the more celebrities that are announcing new NFT projects, it just kind of furthers that adoption, right? Yeah, I just think that it's, uh, you know, you basically your uh, modern day convention uh, on, a, on a grander scale, probably more like a concert as well. These meetups are becoming more and more popular. And I really think that uh, Gary V and, and uh, the VCon uh, event pr probably set the, the precedent in the space for a lot of these meetups. Plus, I mean, Snoop Dogg was there. Snoop yeah, Dig man, believe it or not, he, he, he's, he's, he's got his hands in a lot of cookie jars. I'll tell you what, he really, really does. Well, so do I sometimes. That's why I have to uh, cut back, <laughs> lose some weight. <laughs> I got my hands in too many cookie jars as well. Yeah, I don't even want to second that live. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something. You know, the year is 2022. Do you remember just like it was yesterday, 1929? 100%, man. There's a lot of coal on the ground. <laughs> a lot of contaminants in the air. Roaring 20s. Uh, no, I bring that up because I just thought it was interesting. The Dow, you know, it's been down now eight consecutive weeks. The last time that happened is 1929. S&P was down seven weeks, which is the first time since 2001. And prior to that was 19, uh, 1980 and 1970. So, you know, all the fun they were having at the VCon, uh, we, we had to bring it back down to reality. <laughs> 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 Some, ne some negativeness, right? Going low. 
low, low, low. So if we look back at Thursday, the 12th of May, these S&P tagged the 3,800 level, and then there was this rally on Friday the 13th. The same thing happened this past Friday, where yeah. we were in the low 3,800s, and all of a sudden, you had all of this accumulation happen that brought us up positive by the end of the day. So Yeah, it got bought up real quick. I mean, I think this next week will definitely be a good indicator of what we can expect going forward. Um, with the market and really, really determine whether or not we do have a guru on our hands because Tej has also been an advocate for the third and fourth quarters being bullish and June is a little over a week away. I am and I have a fun fact for you guys. The week of Memorial Day in the upcoming week since 1971, because that's when Memorial Day became a federal a holiday. holiday. Okay. So uh, what's that, 50 fact. some that years? Is, yeah, 1971. Came, that's a, you remember that? Remember that year? <laughs> <laughs> well, the S&P is up 62.7% of the time during that week. Uh, Dow Jones is up 51% of the time. So really, that's like, that's real slim margin. But then the NASDAQ is up 64.7% of the time from 1971 to uh, 2021. So yeah, it could be in our favor. That's over 50%. I'll take it. Yeah. and But here's the thing too, is that the Bank of America, I mentioned the Daily Buck, they had a survey saying that there's the highest cash on hand since 2001. So it kind of goes back to the credence of, are we seeing near bottom at that 3,800 level? Because the amount of accumulation that happened even on Friday to drive us back up another 2%, you know, so we hit the positives. It could be a lot of people getting ready to deploy a lot of that cash and some acquisitions we talked about in the last episode, seeing a lot of acquisitions happen. And when global optimism is as, as low as it is, what's the famous uh, Warren Buffett phrase? Run while you still can, right? No, I was going with... Oh, no, 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 I know, I know. Money doesn't matter. You can't take it with you. I was actually, that was it. That I was was actually it. going for, do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> no, I've never heard that one, actually. I've never heard of that quote. Yeah, is it, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful, right? They got to be scared. They got to be scared. And that's when you you swoop in. So, yes, that's that's the one I was targeting. Oh, man, just look for blood. There's a lot of that. <laughs> Everywhere. Let me just show you my portfolio this year. It's just all that is. Blood. Blood, blood, blood. Close your eyes. Can you smell that? No. Can you taste that? Taste what? Can you feel that? I feel my hand. Clicking like, follow, subscribe to the three bucks, and it feels so good. Let your voices be heard. The three bucks on Spotify, Twitter, YouTube, and more. So at the major indexes this week, the Dow was down 2.77% on the five day. NASDAQ minus 3.18, S&P minus 2.78. We're down, down, down. But what weighs heavily on those indexes? It's the retail stuff, Duh. right? Yeah. So and we um, saw a lot of uh, retails getting crushed this week. Retail getting crushed, but they've actually posted really good numbers, positive numbers. A lot of them beat revenue estimates and beat on the bottom line. But I think a lot of the market is reacting negatively to the outlook going forward, um, which, you know, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent about because I that I wanted to make the point that our retail companies currently under promising 
so that come quarter three and four, they have this effect of like over delivering. Cause you know, when they cut guidance and then the, the, the company stock is slashed in valuation, and then they have a, a really good quarter relative to their, the reduced outlook, you know what I mean? It has a really good reaction. So they're, they're setting the ground. They're basically yeah, setting the groundwork to for for them to be right, putting out these fire like fire right. Just just imagine, results. you know, if, if they blow out next quarter relative to what they said their their reduced outlook was going to be. Right. Well, I mean, it seemed like that was the common theme across a lot of the major ones that did report out. I mean, Target, Target, yeah. minus uh, they took a twenty nine percent hit on their five day. Uh, Walmart uh, minus twenty percent five day. Costco. Now they haven't had their earnings yet. That's next. Uh, that's up this upcoming week. But based they're, on the sector performance, they're minus sixteen percent. People reacted to it. Right. That or is the hot dogs. I mean, uh, the rumor has it that the hot dog price. You know, they're going to do this to us on Memorial Day. Up, Who, increase the price of hot dogs. Is, is, that, is that rumor true? This is a heavy rumor, but just a rumor, <laughs> and and I believe it was unverified. It is ironic that they tanked. You know, they dropped the same time that that rumor was put out there. I think people care more about their their hot dogs going up in price before Memorial Memorial Day than they do uh, their actual groceries and so gas. So this, this was a real rumor. It popped up, but yeah, it was. But it was, I think it was a false rumor. Was it? <laughs> I think oh, it's been verified. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're, don't worry, guys. We're having sloppy joes, anyways. This uh, this weekend for Memorial Day. So. Oh well, in that case, I will not be there. I'm a oh, you wanted me to you wanted me to load up on bulk with some Costco hot dogs. Is that what you wanted? Yes, absolutely. Well, how do you think Costco's going to do this week? Um, actually, I'm going to let Eric handle this one. He is a huge Costco advocate. He's got some funny stories. Yeah, he waits an hour in line in for past. gas there. So I um, I actually am not a Costco member. I don't man. shop. All right, man. Turn off your mic. You're not a Costco member. Get out of here. Costco is phenomenal, and I do think that they're going to do great on their earnings. Why wouldn't they? You know. You have stores like Target and Walmart, people are overreacting. And yet, you know, some of these people, you know, they're not shopping at Target and Walmart because they're trying to save money. How do you save money? You go buy things in bulk. You go to Costco. Hey, gas, it's pretty expensive. Where do you go get cheap gas? Well, you well, you could go to my house this uh, this weekend. We're going to have some cheap gas because we'll have some pork and beans on buffet. God. <laughs> <laughs> this is why hey, you asked the question you asked where we could get cheap gas and it's going to be uh this sunday at tj's place this is why i don't confirm that i'm going anywhere on facebook i always need an out <laughs> yes well lucas said. isn't feeling good well i can said. already tell you right now i can't i can't go my, my kid's sick <laughs> uh but you know where do you go to get cheap gas you go to costco and then their membership sales man people have memberships there so well, and they're dabbling in everything too. Don't they have like? Can't you get like your pharmaceuticals there? And Phones. I know you can get like business cards and flyers for like small businesses there. You can get your tires replaced, man. We're just an ad for Costco glasses, right now, right? Costco sponsoring. Oh, can you even buy like like trips there? Can't you buy like like cruises and like? Yeah, oh, yeah. Different. They have travel agencies there. Yeah, travel they, agencies. They, they do legit. But what I will say is in general you know yeah you know i saw a funny meme actually the other day that was uh when you go to costco you're walking out kind of questioning yourself like will i live long enough to use all of these all these paper towels it's it's so true but in general their their earnings should be fine in my opinion i think they're actually going to thrive because of this you don't need a reason nowadays to stock up on a lot of toilet paper or paper towel people are just loading up for no reason that's, that's true man the same thing with uh baby formula just gone yeah that's another thing we're gonna be extinct soon because these babies can't even eat 
So you're <laughs> <laughs> gonna be extinct. <laughs> the market doesn't even matter. We're all dying. This is the last episode. There, there's no formula. <laughs> oh my gosh! Actually, I was I was at church uh, today. The priest just goes on. And he's like, "Listen, guys, we're low on formula, so I want you all to go out and buy formula and donate it to us." And I'm like, "Well." This could be the problem. <laughs> you're, you're wait, not, wait, what? Wait, why? Well, yeah, why try, is the church? They're trying to do donations for families, and like, and they're like, we know that there's a lot of people that are low on f- baby formula, so the you know, world's go, low on baby formula. Like, they're donating the formula and donate it to us, and I'm like, I'm like, well, that's the problem. You have a bunch of people that don't need formula buying formula Hold to on. donate it. <laughs> wait, they're complaining that their donations, the donator, getting low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So speaking of buying in bulk. How about buying stocks in bulk? I'm talking ETF, exchange traded funds. This is where you can buy a basket or a collection of stocks through one index. And this really helps mitigate risk. You know, in times of inflation, we're talking about saving money, especially for a casual investor that may not be looking at their investments on the day to day or the minute to minute like a day trader might. An index fund or an ETF is a great way to kind of mitigate losses. So if you can't afford one full share of Google, well, how about a fractional share of Google mixed in with similar like-minded companies within one ETF? It's kind of like Memorial Day, man. I went shopping and I bought a lot of chips because I like chips. I like chips. (laughs) (laughs) I love chips, but guess what I didn't do? I didn't buy 10 bags of Doritos because what if 20 people come and only three people like Doritos? That's going to be a problem, right? But you know that chips are a good performing snack for Memorial Day as well. So you can't go wrong buying chips. Well, I know it's a good performer when you're there. (laughs) You just don't know what chips everybody likes. That's right. So if I were to buy a salt and vinegar or barbecue scoops, if I run out of one bag of chips, at least I have others and I don't got to go back to the grocery store. Same thing here with an exchange traded fund. If one stock tanks, it doesn't mean the whole index tanks because it's a, it's almost a weighted average of a collection of stocks. So just to name a few to get the brain thinking, if you're interested in the EV sector, not sure what to invest, there's a ticker called LIT. Ooh, that's lit. I like that one. You darn right it is. It's a collection of companies that are into lithium and battery tech. If you're into more of the broader market, of course, there's the SPY. You might see that thrown around on the socials quite a bit. Or there's the SPHD, which also tracks a lot of the high dividend payers in the S&P 500. If you're into airline travel, J-E-T-S, Jets, which actually has seen an uptick over the last few days with the travel forecast going into Memorial Day. Yep, but TJ, I think it's important to note that if you are using these ETFs, it comes at a cost. And that's because you have an expense ratio. Essentially what that is, you have someone managing all of these stocks for you. So they're charging you, you know, up to, you know, it could be a 1% charge. So if you wanted to avoid this, you could just look at what the holdings are in that ETF and do your own research that way. Basically like it's cable TV, What's, what stations do you want, right? You would just pick from that ETF and choose what you want in your portfolio. Yeah, building your own basket. You know, if you see a technology stock like TECL has Microsoft, Nvidia, and Intel as its top three holdings that weigh on the index, Well, instead of paying the expense ratio of a fund manager that's managing all that, you could just pick up Microsoft, NVIDIA, and Intel yourself. 
and then you avoid that annual expense ratio. You know, you can actually look on Yahoo, Market Watchers, plenty of tools to see what the holdings are in these ETFs. Uh, but one that I want to mention is ETF.com. They have a very cool filter you can use if you go to their, their data section. Uh, just to basically find whatever niche you're looking for. So if you're trying to get into the EV sector or if you're trying to get into 5G, you can check these things off and it'll pull up all of the ETFs that are centraled around that idea. You can also pull in analyst opinions and such as well. It's a great tool. You can use it for your own research and we'll post it in our Twitter. Hunt of the week. Markets are down, but opportunities are around. And this is where your three bucks talk about securities that are on our watch list that we think are worthy of being on yours as well. I'll kick us off this week, Bucks. My hunt of the week is Apple. It's an Apple a day. Keeps the doctor away. You Keeps got it. Keeps the doctor away. Uh, ticker symbol AAPL. I think they closed last week at 137 a share. They are a $2 trillion plus dollar company that we're all familiar with. They make generational products from the iPhone to iPad to iTouch. And more recently, they're trying to get into the electric vehicle sector. Uh, but outside of that, they have a very healthy balance sheet. They got over $100 billion in, in, in free cash flow. And I think they did something like $386 billion in revenue last quarter alone. Is it safe to say you're long on Apple? Yeah, actually, Apple has been in my, uh, my DRIP account, uh, my dividend reinvestment plan account um, for the last year and a half, two years. So I, I try to dollar costs in and, and, and accumulate as much as I possibly can. Plus, and we got to show love. We got to show love to the Apple because we have listeners on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Do not want to forget to mention them. Very thankful. We did see an uptick on Apple Podcasts this week. If you do not have Google, Google Play or Spotify, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Eric? I'm going to keep my hunt super simple. Advanced Micro Devices, AMD. We've all heard of them. What do they do? They make graphics card chips. Hmm. I like graphics. I like chips. Keep going. We're interested. Yes, yes. And I like AMD. The main reason I'm looking at them is because they are beginning to take over some of the gaming space. What do I mean by that? They have partnerships with Sony and Microsoft. So they're making the chips for Xbox and PlayStation. And then Valve, additionally, has their Steam Deck, which is in strict competition with Nintendo Switch. Oh, don't be don't be challenging my, my boys at Nintendo. Strict competition, he says as well. Yep, this is growing, and so you're going to see their revenues continue to grow. They've been smashing all of their earnings. I don't expect them to do any different. And with Intel really on the sidelines with supply chain as of recent, they haven't been meeting expectations. That's for sure. They really haven't been. And they've been trying to change the whole narrative, too, at Intel to become more and more uh, domestic chip manufacturer friendly. But they've fallen behind the ball, for sure. And AMD, they have servers up, so they are ready for the next step in gaming, which could even be the cloud service where you're playing playing the game strictly from, uh, where you don't have to download them, right? One of the biggest issues with gaming right now, inconveniences, I should say, is when you have to download updates. When it's in the cloud service, you do not have to download the updates. They update it regularly. So AMD is already being prepared for the next step. They close at 93.50. I'm long on them, and I feel good about it. Teej, you got a stock for us? Well, in the spirit of Memorial Day coming up, and a product I'm well-stocked in. Uh, I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. My hunt of the week is BFB, Brown Foreman. Have you all ever heard of him? Yes, I actually have heard of him. He, had, he uh, makes grills. 
<laughs> that would be uh, that would be George. <laughs> oh, they could be related. Hey, George is a pretty good guy. He gets rid of the fat. <laughs> I'm talking about Jack Daniels whiskey. Is actually who they are. Ooh, yeah. I would have never guessed because that is a weird ticker symbol. Yeah, well, they're they're a parent company that owns uh, several brands. Jack Daniels being uh, the most prominent one. Okay, and they're based in Lynchburg, Tennessee, which is where my father lives. He actually lives right around the corner from uh, the Jack Daniels distillery. In fact, I got to visit the grave and do a shot on Jack Daniels' grave. So that was interesting. Fun fact. But Brown Foreman, uh, so they closed at uh, in the 62s on Friday. Their fair value, according to Simply Wall Street, is $69.88, which is about a 10% difference from where we're at right now. And they are forecasted to have 10.5% annual earnings growth. Um, the good thing is, is they are financially healthy from a uh, asset versus liability, both in the short term and long term. So just like Apple, very financially secure. And it's a consumer defensive stocks, which typically do better in times of like inflation. They do pay a dividend, 1.20%, 19 cents a share is what that equates to. So I got to support, man. I'm going to have Jack Daniels for you to drink uh, this this weekend at my place. I look forward to it. And can I ask, is it long? Are you going to take this back to the grave? I am long on this stock. I'm long on this stock, and I've mentioned before I'm long on Nintendo. Uh, so these are two of the stocks that I own to like because, listen, you want to make money, but you also want to have fun. I'm and recession-proof. You know, you're playing video games drunk. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm having fun. I like the stock. So throw it on your watch list and your drink list as well. All right. In the week ahead, we do have some more retail-focused earnings. And the three bucks go one-on-one. -on -one with the Gullum's Guard NFT project. So stay tuned. And as always, it's hunting time ahead of a new week of opportunities. Thanks for listening to Your Three Bucks and connect with us throughout the week on Twitter at three underscore bucks. Got a suggestion? Tweet us, DM us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, happy hunting.